If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk. On AM, on, a, on, a, the on AM 1170, the uh, Well, good morning, KCBQ. There we go. I actually got the I got the letters right it this time. It took a moment. It took, it took a moment. Well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, a little chilly this morning driving in. It's, it's wonderful. It, it's nice. Like yeah. It. Great sleeping weather. It's supposed to get hot again though, later in the, this week. No, it's, that's what I thought. I, is it today that it's supposed to start? A little to get bit. In? No, tomorrow. Yeah, I think tomorrow? It's Tuesday, Wednesday is supposed to get hot. And but, then next week. But oh. not too bad. But the nights are cool, and yeah. that's really all. That and that's all that that's, re- that's really all that matters. Yeah, if it, it it doesn't matter how hot it gets in the daytime, as long as as long as it cools off at night. And so far, we've been a we have been pretty lucky in that regard. Uh, let's see. I slept last night with no fan on, just the sliding glass door open, but it was wonderful. Well, we have, you have a screen, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and we don't want any animals in. <laughs> Keep, or maybe they have do. to keep me in. It's got nothing to do with keeping the animals out. It's keeping okay. me in. Yeah, we have we have a ceiling fan in the master bedroom that run, that runs all the time. Well, until the power went out on. Was yeah. that was that Friday that the power? Oh, you or, had a power out. Oh, so, yeah. We, no, was it yet? Was it yesterday? No, it was. It was, it was no, it was th- it Thursday. Was, it was Thursday. Okay. Yesterday it was, Thursday. was Friday. Oh, you're Thursday. right. Yesterday was Friday. Yeah, thir- thir- Thursday. Thursday. The power. Do you want to just start over Can real we quick? We just re <laughs> reintro. Just, just reboot. Um, yeah, and then uh, the power went out, so the fan stopped, and Melanie came downstairs. She goes, "We we got to clean the fan this weekend because <laughs> so, when it's spinning, you don't realize how much gunk is yes, has, very has, uh, true attached itself to the uh, to the blades of the fan." <laughs> So, you know, normally it would be I who brings up something like that, and no. you would give me a look, yeah, and we'd move on, yeah, okay, and we can, and we can move on, okay. So, um, I was looking at the uh, I was looking at the San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation website yesterday, uh, which where we used to read off all of the things that under were going normal on under, under normal yeah. circumstances of all the things that were going on, and the calendar was completely loaded with. Uh, shows and meeting times and things like that so i i thought that was interesting so i i emailed them to double check before we started announcing stuff like we used to do and uh, i heard back from them they said no everything everything's canceled until at least the uh, first quarter so if you do go to the botanical garden foundation website just be aware that even though there's things on the calendar they they may not be taking place right. at this point Make in time. A phone call as soon as we something. as soon as we get word that things are starting to open up again from on the foundation website, we will start making those announcements again to keep people informed of, of what's going on. Um, same thing with the same thing with our garden classes, which we have not had since oh god, March. middle middle of March. Yeah. February? I thought it was February. Maybe it was March. I think it was, I was gonna uh, do the last I think I was scheduled for one of the last classes and it 
just disappeared. Look what you did. Look what I did. <laughs> no one wanted to show up, apparently. So as soon as um, as soon as we start having classes again, we will make sure that we let everybody know. We get a lot of people that are, I mean, obviously still interested in that and want to come back. But We do in Poway as well. Yeah. I, people ask me a couple times a week, when are mm-hmm. we bringing classes back? Well, that's funny because I have people asking, is David ever going to teach a class again? And we say, well, we don't know. And they're like, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I don't think they were asking if I was teaching. They were asking, are we having classes? Correct. They didn't yeah, want to hear correct. me either. So. No. Hope, hopefully hopefully, one of these first days we'll be able to do that. And we have toyed with the idea of doing uh, a virtual class or a, a Zoom class. But oh, we yeah. just. Yeah. Toyed with it. We do. We, it's been so, it, quite frankly, it's been so busy. We just haven't had the time to, uh, yeah, to, uh, to come to terms with it and make it and, happen. And yeah. make it happen. Well, I think George has mentioned a couple of times before we do have the space to do a socially distanced presentation. Just wouldn't how on the as, patio has have as many people in. And I'm guessing you, do you still have space out where you guys do your classes? Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'd we have, just to have to limit space it, it out. Yeah. Difficult. You'd have to limit the, the number of folks, but I think we could do it. Maybe. I threw the maybe in just in case. Good, well, good it, idea. It, well, it, yeah. it, it was interesting on and on Wednesday. I had to, uh, I had to go to, uh, I had to go. I, I went to uh, a funeral mass for a really good friend of ours who had passed away, and it was at St. Michael's in Poway, and they didn't have the mass in the church. They had it in the community center that's next to the church, and it was sets of chairs two or three or four, but everything was separated by at least eight feet. I mean, it was spread out. It, it was, um, it, it was kind of surprising how far, how far apart people were spaced. Um, they did a very nice job of it, but it was just, it was different. It's the, uh, yeah. And the chair the, groupings were to accommodate different family, family groups, sizes. Exactly. family yeah. groups and things like that. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's different. It's a, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a different world out there right now with uh, everything that's going on. So hopefully we'll get back to a hopefully we'll get back to a new November fourth. <laughs> we, we won't go there. <laughs> uh, we, and then Melanie and I went up to um, we went up to Laguna Beach uh, Wednesday afternoon after the after the services uh, just for a quick getaway. And it's interesting the difference between between San Diego County and Orange County, and things that are open and things that aren't open. And last call at bars in Orange County now, or at least in Laguna, is eight thirty to to get people for old guys. Get like people me, out. That's not a bad thing anymore. <laughs> well, I, I I was I was kind of surprised. Oh, and the other thing, you you they have to take they have to take your temperature before you go into the restaurant too. Mm-hmm. That's another, another new one, but they they have these forehead. No, they have a face scanner. You sit there, you just like get down and look into the scanner, and it takes a picture of your entire face. That is probably illegal. the government, yeah, grabbing probably sensitive. They're taking images of you, <laughs> yes. biometric data. Biometric yeah. data. Thank right. you. Yeah. yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Um, oh, one thing that we been meaning to bring up but we have not touched on lately is for those of you that have shopped in the Poway store for a long time uh, are probably familiar with uh, Tom Doherty who is who had worked in the Poway store for 
19 years since it, it opened almost right? almost yeah almost, almost okay. since almost since it opened nope he would not come over when we opened i tried okay. but he was a uh, dedicated to nursery land at the time and he was so proud of that uh, anyway unfortunately uh tom passed away rather suddenly a couple of weeks ago and uh very sorry to uh to have lost him he was he was he was he was a genuinely nice guy. He was a really, really good guy. Very knowledgeable about cactus and succulents, uh, water plants, carnivorous plants. He and was he, a, he was our sharpener. And he he was all of the sharpening. He sharpened he all the tools. Sharpened all of the tools that people brought in. Uh, was just a really, really nice guy. And uh, he's he's he is missed. Um, Absolutely at, at the store. Um, I told so, Tom he probably has forgotten more, had forgotten more about plants than I ever have, will ever know. Probably, I, you know? I, I, I would agree. He was a big bug guy too. Whenever we had uh, bug questions, he always would break out his little book, and we would spend a, a fair amount of time trying to identify a particular insect. Uh, and he was very good at it. Yes, he was. Yeah, he he was. So uh, definitely, Tom. Definitely, Tom will be missed. Um, let's see. Getting into, uh, we touched on it a little bit last week, getting into uh, cool season gardening. Um, and you had the Wednesday wisdom for the Garden Talk page. And for those of you that haven't followed it, uh, we, the show does have a Facebook page, um, Garden Talk Radio, on by Walter Anderson Nursery on Facebook. And George updates that page weekly with a timely topic. And last week was cool season gardening. And you... Reference the a vegetable planting guide by the uh, Master Gardens Gardeners Association Gardeners. of San Diego, and mm-hmm. they have a, a very robust website as well with a lot of good information. They have warm season and cool season, but what was interesting on the cool season was uh, a lot of great information for the more common plants that you would put in in the winter. Uh, a lot of detail about you know, for instance, I, I had carrots called up when I did the uh, when I actually uh, posted it. It talks about how how carrots to to ensure that you have you know straight nice carrots growing in your garden. Obviously, you need loose soil, right? But mm-hmm. it's it's really defined right in the beginning with that one little thread like hair that comes down that first little root, and if it starts hitting things, that very piece of thread it, wherever that hits, that's what your carrot's going to be shaped like. So it's very important to have um, quality loose soil to get a straight, healthy looking carrot. We don't I. Going back, going back a ways in the, my memory, I remember um, on, there was an episode of Gilligan's Island where they found a bunch of seeds, and the seeds had been irradiated. Had, had they been ch- yes. uh, sent by China? No. No, well, okay. No, but they had been irradiated, and I remember they were pulling the carrots out, and the carrots had multiple legs on them, and I thought that was really bizarre. And then one year, I, it, it, yeah. one year I was growing carrots, and same thing. Yeah. Same thing happened, and um, I remember doing some research at the time, and they said it was uh, high nitrogen levels. If there's excess nitrogen in the, if there's excess nitrogen in the soil, it can cause the carrots to mutate and put off more than one. It must be more than one root, uh, right? Because they they'll come out with multiple legs on them. So there's nothing nothing wrong with them, other than that they just look. They don't look really like your store bought carrot. No, they yeah, do but not. They're, but they're just as tasty. Yeah, I just or more. When tasty. you said that, I had just seen a thing about Gilligan's Island. It aired on September twenty sixth in nineteen sixty four. On we this just, date. On this, what well, was is this the twenty? Yeah, today. Yeah. 
Wow. In 1964. Wow. On been. CBS. So what we just I was, right a back? Over, I was a little over one year old. I can't believe that I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was their second episode you remember. <laughs> it, it might be. It might be. Um, but with the, with the winter crops, uh, now that most of the leaf crops, root crops, uh, flower beets, all the roots, beets, flower crops, and you know, and for if you want to get your kids out and get them gardening, um, one of the easiest things to get them to plant and see it happen because they, they sprout so quick is radishes. I mean, radi- 24, 28 days you'll be eating them. Yeah, and they, and, but they, they, you see them growing within within a couple of days. They they germinate very very quickly. And actually, you know, the other thing that's interesting with radish with radishes is radish greens are actually pretty tasty. They're spicy. They are. You never <laughs> fail to surprise me with what you do think is good and what you won't eat. You won't touch a beet because they're dirt because you forget well, they, to rinse they, them. It's because they taste like it. No, you'll, it, you'll, even if you eat. rinse them, they okay, taste Okay, well, let's like go somewhere else. You don't like mangoes. <laughs> oh, whoa. hey, well, whoa. <laughs> Calling them out okay. already. Wow. wow. But, but, but you'll like Where? It's interesting. I agree with you, David. It's odd. It's odd that the it, differences. It, it, I, yeah. Well, David doesn't like cilantro. That's well, true. Well, I that's, am that, genetically, genetically predisposed right. to not like cilantro, so yeah, I have so an it's excuse. A, yeah, it's a birth defect. It's in my, yeah. it's in my heritage. <laughs> Don't you go there. Um, has anybody here ever grown rutabagas? No. It's a it's a popular no. root crop. I've never grown them as well, but I like. I feel old when I say rutabaga, and I should have a piece of straw in my mouth. <laughs> has anyone ever cooked a rutabaga? Nope. I, I, I don't think, think so. I did growing up. I think my dad grew them actually. Okay. How about parsnips? Nope. Yeah. Yes. Well, I haven't grown them. Melanie cooks them from time to time. Well, I, I think we should plant some parsnips and rutabagas. And you know I'll what? We, and we can talk about that when we come back, but we're going to need to take a break. You're listening to Garden Talk on The Answer San Diego. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We'll be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailor and the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ 12... T- or, no, AM 1170 KCBQ. It's KPraise 1210 AM and FM. You'll get that soon. Sooner or later, I will. On this date in 1964... They left for that brief three-hour tour. With every piece of clothing they owned. <laughs> yeah. And suitcases of money. And suitcases of money. Absolutely. That's awesome. If you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you, answer any questions that you might have. We've been talking about cool season gardening uh, and cool season crops. 
And there's actually quite a bit that you can put in the ground right now. Yep. Am, I, I, the Gilligan, the am I the Gilligan of Walter Anderson Nursery? Yeah, little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that would make you skipper, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know about that. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Cool season veggies. Or maybe you're the professor, the guy that can make a radio out of coconuts but no, can't that, fix the boat. That would be that'd be George. Who, who's Ginger? That's all. <laughs> no one, not me. No, no one in this group, nor nor Marianne. <laughs> all okay, right. The cool season vegetables. Leaf crops. Leaf name, crops. Name a couple. Well, mustard greens, collard greens, spinach. Well, I hear I Lettuce. hear um, radish greens are really good too. They actually are. I agree with Ken on this one. I, I like radish greens. We've sautéed them up and cooked with them, and they actually can make a, a pretty good pesto spicy. as well. Yeah, they are spicy. Oh, to, I, I never, I never, I never thought about the pesto side. Yeah. I was the only time I've had them has been on sandwiches and stuff. Yeah. So it's like a they're they're, they're a little spiny, so you do have to cook them down, otherwise they. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you don't cook with radish greens, Mark Mahady. Is that true? No, well, yeah, it's absolutely true. I, I do not. So. I do not. Uh, no. Nor do I. Uh, I I'm like, not a big radish fan. You don't I like, like radishes? No, I What's don't. What's wrong with? They taste like dirt. <laughs> David. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I've never liked radishes. I don't. Oh, I love. No, them. I don't either. I, I love. I love radishes. As long as they're not too pithy. You, right now, yeah, you got to pick them. You I mean, got to pick them right at the right time. They're done in like 24, 28 days, as I said. So it's yeah. the, if you pick. Otherwise, they get. They do. They get a little rough and. And I still have a scar on my hand where I tried to slice a radish on an electric slicer. <laughs> what? At, well, well, I was let's, making. Let's I just was, back up. Yes. Why would you? Why would you use an? Electric why, slicer? I was going to say, why would you have an electric slicer out to slice a radish? I was working at um, Radish Land. No. <laughs> at the Charcoal House in La Mesa. It was in the late seventies, and the one of the waiters. Asked me to make him a salad, and he wanted radishes on it. So I and so the, you whipped the, out the electric no, slicer. No, the slicer's <laughs> out there on the counter, and I was holding it in my hand, and I went to slice the radish. Yeah. And that's and sl- that's oof. not a good idea for just anybody who wants to know. And I guess probably you're going to look and say most people would have known that already. Yeah, I'm not wow. even. I'm not even going to look. I, 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 I sense I, that that's a bad move. Yeah. It was. It was. And maybe I, that's I, it. I, I I just can't even fathom that, but. Okay, so leaf crops. <laughs> Getting back to cool season. Okay, and did we mention spinach? I didn't hear I did it. say okay. spinach, right. Spinach, yes. A Swiss chard, another one, which mm-hmm. is a beet. It is? It is a beet. It is I a, did not know that. Does it? Does it? It doesn't form a. It, it doesn't. It no. doesn't form a. a, no. a same same root. genus. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Did I did not know that? Um, which brings us to beet greens. With beet greens, also very good. Uh, well, David go likes, ahead. Go ahead, David. Likes what are you going to them? I, I what are you going to say? I wasn't no. going to say anything. It's there. I wasn't going to badmouth them. You know. Also, speaking of greens, it's a root crop, turnips. But you can grow turnip greens. There are plants. There are. There's a couple seed packs out there you can get that are going to be more um, green, less yeah. less bottom, less root. Uh, and they're really good as well. Well, I took a bag, um, grow bag. What do we? What are the grow sacks called? Grow bag. Uh, uh, smart pot. Smart, smart pot. pot. Oh. And I put in my beet seeds again this year and I didn't thin but I did get some really nice beets out of them and now you were talking about the carrots and they hit the first thing if you take a grow bag or a raised window box or planter and then put in good potting soil there's going to be no rocks right, to you deform don't have your, yeah, I grew, your agreed yeah I think well I think you need to thin out the carrots a little bit too because I, I at least for me I just plant them all together and it was like a big clump of them, and I don't. I don't yeah. That's why mine, I think, were mis, misformed or 
But anyway, they're still tasty. Yes. Very good. Excellent. And the greens are good. And yeah. I'm a I'm a huge fan. And there's a lot. And if you if you're going to plant carrots from seed, there's a lot of, or there are a few varieties of carrots that are not orange. Right. You can get multicolored like purple carrots. And, yeah. Cosmic is it? Is cosmic purple? Or red. There's a. I don't remember. There's a whole host red. of colors. White ones. I think Botanical Interest actually has a variety pack. I've grown those. Yeah. They're white, yellows, orange, purples. Yeah. They're, they're good. Yeah. I, I, I can't I, taste I, the difference, but I was gonna say I've right. never I've never grown the multicolored ones. I've just grown the your typical carrot. But they sure look uh, good. Yeah. The pretty yeah. colored ones. Oh, and a and a and a pro tip if you're gonna if if you want to grow those things in your garden. Buy them from seed. You're much yeah. better off. It's it's very very easy to grow, and you're much better off growing them from seed than you are buying ones that have already started. You're not gaining that much extra time. You're gaining a couple of weeks. And but but for some folks though, the, the for carrots in particular, there's not a lot of energy stored in those tiny little seeds. So if you put them too far down or you don't keep them wet, the minute they germinate, if there's not enough moisture there, they they desiccate and die. Quickly, so some people have a, a that a seems low, to happen a lot in my yard. A, a low success rate of getting those to germinate, so that's where well, some people. That's will why purchase. you put in so many seeds. That's true. I agree that with you. You can lose yeah. half of them. Right, goes with the beets too. Although you got to remember, but you know that that, that is a, it, talking about the moisture. That that is a that is a good point, and that's that's something that I would say that probably ninety nine and a half percent of the problems that we see, other than insect related or disease related problems it it's water and you you have to make sure that you're watering properly De- depending on what it is that depending on whether whether it's whether it's a food crop or fruit trees or just your or your lawn or shrubs in general you have to make sure that you have to make sure that you're putting an adequate amount of an adequate amount of water on when it's needed um the majority of the problems that we see when people are coming in, it, it's a it's a water issue. Absolutely correct. Yeah. No, they're in not. My opinion. No, yeah. no. I water it every day. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then why why is it so dry? Yeah. Well, I didn't water it today because I was bringing it back to the nursery. Okay. 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 Especially this time of the year when it's hot. When it's hot, and yeah. and especially with container plants. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, he's, yeah. Well, I mean, in Pow- in Poway, we water everything. We water everything, even even fifteen gallon can fifteen gallon containers and and larger. It 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 gets watered virtually every, every day, day, if not twice, if not twice a day. And even at that, when it's really hot, you'll see uh, a good example are uh, hydrangeas. They'll oh if it get, if it gets really hot, they'll start to wilt. Even if they're wet. They'll start to wilt because they are losing water faster than the root system can bring it up. And as soon as the, as soon as the temperature starts to cool down, they perk right back up again. Right. Um, but you, you've got to make sure that you are watering adequately, no matter what the season or and no matter what the plant is. That that's that is a a, a key key factor in, in well, your success. Do you see what you did, George? We were talking about vegetables, and you said carrot seeds, water. Water, and now we're talking about hydrangeas. That's okay. So I'm leading the conversation, or you're leading distracted. you're leading us astray. We, we or down the garden we did, path. Yeah, we did because we we only touched on a couple of things that you can that you can plant right now. 
And there's there's other stuff that's out there too. Uh, but if you're going to plant root crops, you know, and particularly carrots, uh, make sure you. I you're hear they're the, very small and don't no, have you, a lot gonna, of moisture. But going back to that piece of it, like Mark said about you know the loose soil, it, it, you you have to amend that soil heavily. You want it to be a lot of rich organic material. You want to get rid of stones. You want to get rid of clumps of clay because that's going to. What do you if you live in a glass house? Then you should throw clay. Is it clay? Well, how do you get rid of your stones? I build rock walls with them. Actually. Gotcha. Okay. Use them for drainage and other or, spots. Or put, you them, put them in, in gopher holes. Or put them in pots. <laughs> no, not the rocks. The the, the gophers. Well, yeah, so, so you definitely grow uh, carrots or things like that in containers. They, they work well in pots, yeah, right? Very, but for the ground, if you're going to grow in the ground, you really have to amend heavily. Correct. Right. But yeah, I think that sometimes those carrots don't get to be as big as a. Uh, you know, because of our soils, usually pretty heavy. But we have lots so. of short options. Yeah, and the no, little round are, ones, the little right, orbits, the, orbit the little ones, round yeah. ones are yeah, kind of right. cool. You're right. Okay. So different. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go to the phones right now, and where Alan is waiting. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Good morning. Uh, good, guys. So nice to hear you back on the air again. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be uh, here. What is it? The second show now? Yes. Third. Uh, third. 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 And uh, with Ken's voice, and I thought, oh, man, that was so welcome. <laughs> well, thank but, you. Uh, what I want to ask you about is uh, when you were on the radio before, I had asked you this question about uh, using a substitute for Roundup because of the, the risk with Roundup. And you mentioned a broadleaf weed killer, like in, in lawn areas, things like that. Um, but I wonder what, it, what would be good for Bermuda grass. Uh, I have some planters that have agapanthas in them. It's a bulb-type plant. And... Um, uh, the Bermuda has uh, taken hold in the in those planters, and I just wonder what would be a good substitute besides Roundup for uh, getting rid of Bermuda. I think Grass Be Gone would probably yeah. be your best bet. Grass Be Gone, Grass Getter, or, or Grass Get Either, either. either. Gas, yeah, either gas either one, Grass Getter or Grass Be Gone. Uh, it's a sele- it's a selective herbicide that only kills grass type weeds, so it will ki- it will kill the ber- it'll kill the Bermuda. But it won't hurt the it won't hurt the agapanthus or any other broadleaf plants that are growing around it. Uh, Roundup, Roundup, and Remuda, and is it Cleanup is the, yeah, the other all, one. Right. Those those are all glyphosate. Gly, glyphosate. Those are non-selective. They will kill anything that they get on. Uh, but the grass getter or um, grass be gone. That is, it's a selective herbicide that only kills grass type weeds. So that's that's probably the direction I would go with that. Is that something you carry at the nursery over on Point Loma? Yeah. Yeah, we should have both of them at the, at the San Diego store. Okay, great. And I wanted to ask a second question. I didn't tell the screener this, but you mentioned gophers. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that's good for gophers? We, we are having such a bad gopher problem. I finally hired this company out in Lakeside that's uh, specialized in pest control. And they'll get rid of them, but they, they uh, only give you like a 30-day guarantee. And, you know, they're pretty expensive because they have, they have to make a call to come out and Mm-hmm. You know, plant the bait and everything like that, and then come back. So it gets kind of pricey. Um, is there anything that's as effective as, as they, as what they use that that's available for just the homeowner? Well, if you want, I prefer to get away from the baits. And so the the regular gopher traps and the new one is called Gopher Hawk. And we've had a lot of people, a lot of success stories with the Gopher Hawk. So that might be the one you want to try. Yeah, it's a it's a new it's a new type of trap. I know the uh, the Ramona Valley Vintners Association was was really big on them, and that I think we sell I think we sell I a start we sell we a starter kit. Yeah, right, that, we have. Them I've had Loma success with it as well. I've used it. I, I have two of them. 
they work yeah. well. I still haven't showed you how to use it yet, David, so we will. But if you're not opposed to the poison and the baits, we uh, both stores carry gopher baits. Okay. Yeah. The, the problem with that is I, I talked to the to the guy, uh, the pest guy, mm-hmm. and he said they, they're tricky because you have to find the tunnel, but sometimes they put a, a block in the tunnel and go around it. So I guess they've got the technique. They, they know where to put it in the, uh, in the tunnel. Uh, are there any specific tricks that you know of that you have to use for? Well, what my what my dad would usually do when he was when he would put bait out is he had a like a like an iced teaspoon, a really long handled spoon, and he would he'd find the he'd find the run and he would scoop some bait out and put it down into the run, pretty deep but close enough that he could see that that he could see it, and then he would put a brick or a, a piece of wood over the over the run. Uh, to keep any to keep any an- other animals from getting into it, then in the mornings he would go out and he would look, and if the bait was gone, he would put some more in and cover it, and then the next day he would go out, and if the bait was gone, he'd put some more in, and then when he would go out and the bait was still there, he's they've the bait had done its job, and then he would just cover the he would cover the run up at that point. Okay, yeah, that that sounds interesting. Yeah. And and we actually sell a tool. Mark, you may have it too. I, I think we it's Yard Butler. There's yeah. a, there's a tool that you can walk around and just probe down till you find the tunnel, and then you can release the bait from the top of the tool. Yeah, yeah. You load it. You load it up, and and it dispenses it down into the run. Oh, very good. Is that something you also have on Point Loma? We do. Yeah, we should. Yeah. That's good. I'll, I'll have to take a look at it. One one other thing this guy mentioned is that those gophers are pretty solitary. Mm-hmm. And he said they can come in from like a neighbor's yard. Oh yeah. And even though the the gopher that was there originally is killed off, they can come in from the neighbor's yard and start using that established tunnel. Yeah. So he said you'll get a reoccurrence, but they're probably not the same gopher. That is possible. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Great. Okay. Uh, thanks for the advice, and nice to have you guys back again. Thanks Thank for the you. call, Alan. Nice talking to you. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Take care. We're going to take a quick break here in Garden Talk on AM 1170. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. And we're back with more garden talk here on KCBQ 1170. With Ricky Nelson, a little younger than Gilligan's Island, or a little older than Gilligan's Island. But not that song. That song came out later. We would we. Uh, before we uh, 
before we went to the break, we had been talking to Alan. If you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. Uh, prior to that, we were talking about cool season gardening, and we, there's, we've got more to talk about as yeah, far as cool season gardening. a lot of gardening. stuff to plant. There's all kinds of stuff you can plant. You know, if it's still early enough that if you get a if you get a a short season if you get a short season tomato like early girl, you can you can have fresh tomatoes by the uh by Thanksgiving probably at this point. Well, for the last many weeks as my squash plants have been declining, I've been saying I'm going to put another one in cuz I need I I can get more. We have enough growing season. I'm going to put another one in. I'm going to put another one in. You know, I don't need to buy a plant. I have the seeds. I could do it from seed. And now I'm just letting the time go by to where it's going to be too late. You'll just so. be just be buying them from the store. Yeah. Or or not. How much squash do you eat? Not very much. Okay. So I really don't need it, but it was easy. You know. No, they, they are easy. Squash to grow. is pretty. It it's, is. It, it, it's pretty. It's it's pretty easy to grow. Um, although it's interesting, it had somebody was talking about they had a squash plant that were was producing predominantly male flowers so they weren't getting they were getting a lot of flowers but they weren't getting a lot of squash production and i thought i had read somewhere that that was a preponderance of nitrogen uh, I, I hadn't read that but i know that they the, the squash plants will put out the male flowers first to help draw pollinators and so and it doesn't cost as much in energy to put out the male flowers oh that's so they put out more male flowers first squash plants are lazy they're lazy <laughs> yes they are okay lazy gardener uh, but you know, in, instead of beans, which is, are very popular in the during the uh, summer season, um, peas, yeah, sugar. Oh, I love sugar snaps. Pulling yeah. them off and just eating them as you're. Oh yeah, yeah. They're all 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 the time. Well, yeah. yeah, they're really easy to really easy to grow. Uh, you just need something for them to climb on, and you know, a real easy thing to do if you're going to be planting peas um, is use trellis netting. Which is basically just like a giant nylon fishnet that you string between a couple of string be- between a couple of stakes, and then at the end of the season, when the when the peas die, when everything dies out, you don't have to try to unthread it or anything. You just roll it up, roll it up, and throw the whole thing away, and you get you clear everything out all 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 at once. It's it's a very very easy way to do it. Um, Cruciform vegetables are are big right now too this time of the year. Um, broccoli, cauliflower, cauliflower, yeah, Brussels sprouts, Brussels Brussels sprouts. Did which, you did you almost uh, choke on it? Do you like no, Brussels sprouts? I, I you know I do now. I, when I was a kid, I, I hated them. Yeah, I was I was not a big fan of them but, um, for a long time. But I I now that I've had them oh, properly, prepared. Prepared. properly prepared, properly uh, prepared, they're 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 I good. Love, I love them, but they for me I've I've had a great. Amount of difficulty trying to grow them. I, I, they, I've, never tried, once, I've never I tried. I've never tried to. Once grow. And I did not. I, I, not they've successful. been successful, but I, they're aphids. aphids. They, I, oh my that God. is they're the hardest maggots. plant to control aphids on. I agree. For me, just, just a little protein with your vegetables, well, apps, and, and there's no doubt about it. They're in there. Okay. You cannot, you cannot eradicate them. Or I have been unsuccessful. Yeah. Probably, I, probably the toughest, probably the toughest crop to uh, track aphids in has got to be broccoli, though. I, I've not had anywhere near the problem, and I've grown a lot of broccoli, but. Uh, cauliflower, same thing. You know, a couple aphids here and there. You can see them. You can clean it, but the, the, I mean, with uh, with Brussels sprouts, they 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 like seem to grow within each of the folds, and they just they're inside there. And I've just had a lot of um, problems. Yeah, it makes me wonder when when you buy Brussels sprouts at the store because we, we we do eat we do eat quite a bit of Brussels sprouts, but you go through and clean them, and 
it's rare that you find right. bugs in them from the store. So that makes you wonder what they're what they're spraying, what they're what they're using to to keep the bugs at bay. Um, I remember my mom always used to put salt water in a I, bowl, I that, and the yep. broccoli comes home, and it she would bring home broccoli from the store and soak it in, call, in, in cauliflower. It's, she would <laughs> soak it in cauliflower in salt water, but I, we don't do that anymore. I, I do. I mean, Every time I pick, I, I, yeah, and that's where you get tons of aphids that come out. The little, you know, get the little um, caterpillars that'll start working their way out, earwigs that'll come out. But when you do the okay, I'm not, do, I'm not liking broccoli. So what I do when I do when I do Brussels sprouts, I, I, I still do that, and then you cut them open, and it's just tons of aphids inside it. So I can't believe you liked broccoli before. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number we're going to La Mesa, where Nancy is waiting. Good morning, Nancy. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. What can we do for you? Um, I have a south-facing slope. It gets a lot of sun, and I just wondered what you would recommend um, for ground cover. Oh, south-facing, a lot of sun. Uh, probably m- my favorite is a uh, moneywort. It grow it, oh. it grows really well looks almost like dichondra has a little round foliage on it about the size of a dime doesn't get much taller than about i don't know three or four inches three or yeah. four inches deep or so but it, it does take it does take some water uh mm-hmm. but it looks but it it does look really nice uh, it spreads pretty well oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it spreads really well uh, a couple of low water alternatives Ceanothus, Arctostophilos, or Grevillea. Some of the low-growing Grevilleas. Uh, mm-hmm. And that can take the heat on a cell. Basically. Yeah, they yeah, will. It's a good one. And there's a couple of manzanitas that stay very low and spread. And the, the Ceanothus, the native Ceanothus, doesn't stay as low. Most of the lower ones of those will get a, a foot or a little bit more tall. But they spread and will, will thrive on a hot, sunny bank. And the Ceanothus, is, it's also called a California lilac, so you'll get some pretty flowers on it as well. Yeah. Okay. The, the Arctis tophilus, um, that's also, that's manzanita. Some of the, some of the low-growing ones of that are, are, are really pretty. Yeah. It's a really nice plant. The, the downside to those two, or those three, is you won't find them in ground cover flats. So you'd have to buy individual plants. So the upfront charge is it's going to cost you more to get them and plant them but they grow fast and will spread uh, and will survive on less water than just about anything else. The trailing okay. rosemary trailing rosemary is another good one. Yeah. Uh, once it gets established, it's relatively drought tolerant. Um, gets a little bit t- gets a little bit deeper uh, as far as growth habit is concerned, but it's a, it it's really good and it doesn't it does attract a lot of pollinators too when it's in bloom. It has a nice flat has a nice flower on it as well. Well, that sounds good. So a lot of choices. I'll have to. Oh yeah, there's a, there's okay. a, there's a, there's there's a lot of different things that you that you can take a look at. And so, like David said, some things come at, some things you can get in ground cover flats, which will cover larger areas. Um, and save some you things you save you a little money, but and some things you'll have you, you can only get in gallons, but it will will do the same thing. But there's a lot of different things that you can put in out there. But some of those, okay. like the the. Manzanita, they get six, seven, eight feet wide. Yeah. Some of the small ground cover types. So yeah. cover a large area with a single plant. Yeah. All right. That sounds great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Nancy. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, 
here on AM eleven seventy. AM eleven seventy. The answer and what's Cape Praise? Cape Praise is twelve ten. Oh, twelve ten. Twelve ten. AM. Anything else that we need to touch on? We as didn't. Far as... We didn't get into the. We talked a little bit about the. Oh, yeah. We'll have to do onions and garlic. Garlic, yeah. Shallots. All of those things are going to be coming up very, very quickly. We have a few. And short day. You know, I've always thought that Southern California. We have sunny weather. We must be a place with long, long days. We, we're not though. So. Wait a minute. What? Do we have a break first? Do you want to come back to that? Well, yeah, but we've got a minute. Okay. We're, so on, the onions. Half the, a one. Well, half a minute. So onions. No, are, no, no. Don't get into it. We're just I'm having a discussion say, I, we're about going long to say day. I'm going to say their, their onions okay. are broken down into to basically two categories, long day and short day. And, it, and it, it's tied to the amount of sun. And we'll talk we about We have that. a lot of sun. We do have a lot of sun, but not hours of sun. We, oh the sun God. may be out all day, but it's not out long it enough. It is so difficult to have these conversations it is. with you. It is. You're listening to Garden Talk on, KC, on 1170 KCBQ. We're going to be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Almond. To the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. And we're back with more garden talk here on AM eleven seventy KCBQ. Stuck it, nailed way it. Way to go. <laughs> Getting better. Getting better at it. Uh, one thing we want to announce too is that if any of you are out there that are that are interested, uh, our Poway store is actually hiring customer service people right now, and we are looking for qualified applicants. So if you know your way around the garden, know your way around pesticides and fertilizers and soil amendments and things like that, and you think you might be interested in doing something a little bit different, uh, we would love to talk to you. You can email a resume to. Uh, Melanie, who does our hiring, that's mjpotter42 at aol.com. Uh, you can also call the store and, and get the information or stop in and fill out a job application and uh, put it in, and we would, we would love to talk to you. So we, we are hiring qualified uh, customer service people. So as you're listening to us, if you find yourselves giving better answers than we are, which yes. is, <laughs> which is like very, very yes. likely, yeah. Uh, we yeah. want to talk to you. Yeah, we would, we would, we would love to talk to you. Uh, so if so if you or somebody that you know might be looking uh please give us a please give us a thought um uh, we we onions we were talking about onions we were talking about onions so onions are divided into two types basically there's a third for intermediate but there are short day and long day onions and it has to do with the amount of daylight that's available to them short day onions will start developing their bulbs when you have 10 to 12 hours of sunlight which 
Southern California has. So in the South, what you want to plant are short-day onions in order to have the bulb. You can plant long-day onions. You just won't, they won't reach their full potential. You don't get the large onion bulbs at the bottom. They do better uh, up north, you know, so, like Walla Walla, those yeah. types. So long-day onions in the South. Are Don't the, reach their full potential. Are the Mark Mahades and the David Rosses <laughs> of, the, of David the onion world? <laughs> well played, sir. Okay, yes. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, and then okay. So, so go ahead. So what? What? So what do we plant down here? So short days. Some of the Texas that we sell are, are short day onions. The Currently, granites. I think the only short days we have in bulbs are the snowball. They're a white. The onion. white one. Right. Okay. And uh, they typically are um, a little bit sweeter, and they don't store as well. So maybe that is you, David. Maybe you well, are a short day onion. But that's why we don't see those in the sets that you buy in the stores because they don't keep as well for uh, bagging and shipping as, oh, maybe. Right. as the starters. Right. And that's why, what, in another month, month and a half, we will get the short day super sweet starts in the bare root bundles. Correct. Right. But those, those things, are, those, they work well. I've oh, planted those yeah. and had Wonderful. great success. Wonderful. Yeah. Easy. And... You know, one thing that I've 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 grown I've grown regular onions, the 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 bulbous onions, but I've never I've never grown shallots before, and I can't remember the the trick to growing, not shallots. What am I? Chives? No. Leeks. No. Green oh. onions. Um, Just scallions. Bunch, bunching onions. Scallions. Okay. Scallions. Uh, now the trick to growing those is to plant them deeper. To get. So, I, yes, you, that's it. Are you asking or telling me? <laughs> I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. So like I said, I've never grown them myself. I've, so, I've not grown them well, either, really. Well, why don't scallions. we just take the tops off our green onions as they're growing and use those as I, I do that as well. Is there a difference? Yeah, that's what I I guess do. we're supposed to be the ones with the answers, aren't we? Yes. On AM 1170, the answer, or Cape Race 1210. Right? Yeah. Did I do right. that? Okay. Um, well, chives and green onions and bunching onions and scallions and all... If you you could plant long day onions and use them for for greens, you could. And I mean, but bunching on, bunching onions to, are going to grow without forming the large bulb. And oh. just, I don't know. Good. I have to do some research for us. You know, when you turn your head away like that, we don't hear you. <laughs> I was trying to look at Ken for a moment. I'll do some research. We'll post okay. something about it. Okay, we'll we'll scallywag it. Yep. And shallots. We should talk about shallots and garlic in the same breath, should we not? We haven't gotten the gar- all the garlic. We just have a couple. Right. No, the, the wider variety won't be in until January. But right now we have California garlic, which are nice cloves for here, and the elephant garlic, which are the ginormous the giant ones. ones. And, you know, I've, 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 never cooked with, I've never cooked with elephant garlic, but I think it, it, it's milder. I've, I've, I've grown it, and I've yeah. harvested it. Me too. And I that's could, all I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I've used yeah. it, but it's some, it, the, the, it tastes the, like garlic to me. They're, the... The cloves just are so big. It's like I, I don't ever need that much garlic in anything that I'm cooking. Well, mince so. them up and put them in a jar in the refrigerator and store them for later. Oh, that's too much work. Yeah, I know. It's, that's why I just harvest them. That's why you just grow them and harvest them. Leave them on the ground and, and move and on. Leave them there. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's it, it. It it's actually amazing how many different kinds of garlic there are out there. The, yeah. Some of the, the the reds and the purples and the yeah. The, I think last year we sold quite a, like five or six different varieties up in Powell. Yes, and, there, yeah. and we will some have German, that. some Spanish, Italian. We'll have that again this yeah. this coming. Well, next year, this coming season. Right. This season, but but next year we used to be able to get it in the fall. Yeah, Novemberish, but yeah. 
that grower's gone. However, the potatoes don't hold me to this, but we should have potatoes in about a month, seed potatoes, for those who want to get started in the yeah. fall, which a lot of people do. Most people yeah. do. Yeah. And for, those, and for those of you that don't want to wait for the seed potatoes, we have potato seed. And reading about it, it sounds really interesting. I may have to do a couple. Did we get some more in? Because we yes, we okay. did. Yeah. did we, yeah, we, we, we sold did out. We sold, we sold out. Right. Of, we got in 40 or 50 more packets nice. of it. And I'm going to, maybe we should try some in the back in a grow bag. Sounds like a plan. All right. How about leeks? Never you grown guys, that either. I've not grown leeks. Leak. I haven't, no. I have. And if you harvested them and you harvest them and just left just left left them there with the garlic. What's the next step after growing and harvest? Right. Turning them back into the soil for yes. compost. Yes. yes, I want to give back to Mother <laughs> Gaia. You are correct. Thank you. That's that's not the way it's supposed to work, is it? That is not the way it's supposed yeah. to work. We did that this year too much as well. We didn't har- we har- harvest tons of carrots when they went to waste. Uh, a lot of butternut squash that split because we didn't harvest it in time. It just sat out there. Did you? Toss it, or did you use the split butternut? The ones that were really split, full of insects. Oh, no, I mean, no. It, yeah, but, yeah, but we had a lot. I had my, I did the honey nut for the first time this year, which is the baby butternut, and it is still producing. And some of those split, but I just, it, they were just minor yeah, little cracks. splits. But once it cracks into the inside and starts, and they're up. wonderful. Yeah, they're delicious. Just, yeah. just baked or put in foil and on the barbecue, cooks up very quickly, and I just scoop it out. Yeah, Melanie cooks. She. She cooks quite a bit of um, butternut squash, uh, chops it up, seasons it, and just puts it in the puts it in the oven and cooks it on a on a cookie sheet. It's, I may have to try really that. Just tasty. cut them cut them in half, put them with some butter and some brown sugar or maple syrup, and just it's, let them cook in the oven. It's the delicious. Beauty of the butternut and the winter squashes, which I used to think you grew in the winter. Oh yes, you can grow these. They're winter squash. Grow them in the winter. <laughs> Why do we call them winter squash? They, they must last a lot longer. That's it. They work they're well. Hard, yep. They're hard-shelled, and they yeah. store. Butternut yeah. stores really well. And so I can harvest those and leave them laying around, and they don't just rot and go back to the earth, and then I can still enjoy them later. Yep. That's my theory. I put the potatoes out that I harvested earlier this year, and some of those are trying to go back to earth prematurely before I was intending for them to. They didn't sprout first? No. That's a couple of the blue ones just kind of melted i they've been sitting outside i didn't put them in my root cellar because i don't have a root cellar but they've been outside in the shade in a bulb crate so they have good air circulation but a couple of them kind of melted yeah i was hoping to get some eyes out of them replant them but not that one yeah there's I don't know that there's anything worse than a, a rotten potato. No. <laughs> smell like, oh, my God, or touching it. No, it. but a rotten potato outside is far superior to a rotten potato in your pantry. Yeah. That's true. Under the kitchen counter, underneath, <laughs> underneath the bananas or something. And yes. with that, that smell, yeah. yes. You've been, you've been listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170 and AM 12:10. Uh, we'll be back next week with another hour of Garden Talk. Auto Talk is up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. 
There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.